All right, guys. Boom, boom, boom. We have we are out here, Los Angeles with Human himself. How do you pronounce your last name, Nori? Yeah, it's Human Nuri. Nori, okay. Persian first and last name. Gotcha. This is the the first time we're using the mobile podcast setup. It was a bitch setting these up, but hopefully everything's sounding all good. They're very unbalanced, but that's besides the point. Got to make it work, right? Yeah. I offered a solution, which is I hold his. And yeah. Mine. We just do it like this the whole time. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. So you're basically the YouTube king, right? Number one. Uncrowned, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, uh, people say that. Huh? I guess it's true. What year did you start? 2014. 2014, right? And what was happening around that time in your life? Oh, man. So I moved to America in 2007 from okay. my country, Persia. Oh, I never knew that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't born here. So my I grew up in Persia, and then my my uncle actually got moved to to America many years ago, maybe twenty thirty years ago. Yeah. And uh, the the day I was born in Persia in nineteen ninety three, my parents asked my uncle, "Hey, we want to move to America. Can you start the paperwork process for us?" Yeah. And uh, it's either you have a lot of money to fast forward the process, get your paperwork, or you go with the lottery system. Well, assuming you have some paperwork, you're decent people, mm-hmm. and they want you in America, then you sit and wait for the yearly lottery to win your, I think it's a visa or whatever. So we, we won after 12 years. Oh, my gosh. Waiting for it. So and one how, day. How many people from Persia do they allow in the lottery? Dude, it's a dream. I mean, everyone applies for it. Yeah. Pays the fees. If they have family here to, to initiate the paperwork here. Yeah. But it's a dream, man. Over there, it's like, Screw being a doctor, this and that, going to college. It's like, how do you get to America? People yeah. in, 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 I mean, my country is a pretty much a, a third world country. Mm-hmm. They do anything for the, for the chance of even just coming here. Yeah. yeah. I was watching Harry Mack. Do you know Harry Mack at all? The freestyle guy? Mm-mm. He was doing Omegle and he, I wish I remember which country they said, but they said the best way they can describe why they love America so much is because our dreams are your rights in America. Mm-hmm. You see, and it's just like, uh, it really makes me feel fortunate to be here. So my, my uncle lived in uh, Orange County mm-hmm. and my mom's side of the family also lived in L.A. So everybody we know and we knew was in California. And did they get to L.A. from the lottery system as well? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, they moved here as the first from our family. So they, they didn't have the lottery system, but they had their own ways of getting here. It was much easier 40 years ago than it is now. Oh, okay. Uh, 40 years ago, I think some of our family members actually came here illegally, to be honest. With really? You. They had to pay some some guy to s- literally sneak them on, like, horseback out of out of my country. Had to stuff. make it work. It, it's, been, it's, been, it's been crazy, but everyone in my family who's moved out here has literally started from dirt. Yeah. My uncle used to um, cut potatoes at McDonald's when he first moved here. Had wow. a bicycle for years. Aunt came here. She's a dentist now, wow. multi-million dollar house, came here with her husband, abusive, dumps her with a, with a child. Oh, my God. She works at McDonald's while going to dental school, can't afford to pay electricity bill or a bed. And she, on her own, in a new, new country without speaking their language, just goes to college, gets jobs. Now she has her own dental office. So off the bat, there was a lot of pressure from my family. Like, hey, you, you're in America now. Your mommy and daddy brought your ass here. You yeah. Know, don't, don't mess up. Look at us. We, we made it on our own. It's that immigrant mentality. Yeah. No one works harder. Exactly, yeah. So you came here at what age? 
I was 15. 15. Okay, so right when high school basically started. Literally, yeah. I moved here three months before high school. We lived with my uncle for a month at his house. Mm -hmm. And he was like, all right, I, I brought you guys here. I got my, own, my wife and kids. You guys are on your own. Found, we found an apartment. And a month later, I'm walking to high school on the first day with my dad. Didn't know how to dress. I was yeah. dressed all, you know, third world world country. Didn't speak English. You didn't speak English at this Not time? A fucking Whoa. Word. I mean, I knew like the basics. Like, hi, I played GTA when I was a kid. Yeah. So that's so, where you learn uh, English? Yeah, I, I, I used to watch uh, movies on, on cable TV and play GTA. So I knew the basics, but I, I didn't know the slang. I remember people would say, like, what's up? And I would generally think they're saying, what is up? And I'm like, what the fuck kind of a question is that? I don't know what's up in the sky. Wow. You know? Um, but, yeah, moved here. Three months later, I'm, I'm, I'm in high school. So when you're in, you're in high school, how I've always wondered that people who didn't speak English too well, like, did you could you just not learn anything? Like, could because you couldn't understand it? I wasn't even trying to learn, dude. It's like I was in like survival mode. Yeah. You know? I mean, so my where I'm from, there was no Asian people, black people, white people, none of that. It's it's a per, it's Persia. I wasn't in a, a big city either. So we had one single race. I was very comfortable. It's my culture. I'm I moved to America three months later. I'm in the school with people my age, you know, good looking guys, good looking girls, different races, a different language, different culture. People listen to different music. It's 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 a different um, way of uh, people here make friends differently. Mm -hmm. In my country, it's it's okay to stare at someone on the street. It's really? almost a, a way of saying I see you, I respect your presence. Wow. Here you stare at someone, it's like oh that guy's creepy or what are you looking at, bro? You want to get yeah. You want to get beat up? Yeah. <laughs> no, I moved to America three months ago. You know. Yeah. But um, every I wasn't even it wasn't even about learning school. Fuck school. I'm like trying to survive as a human being, a 15 year old boy. Mm -hmm. Of course, one month into high school, I had a crush on this girl. Hell yeah. Here we go. Puber puberty hits, and I'm trying to figure out a way to talk to this girl. Yeah. Did you ever figure how? No, man. To, and, uh, until the last day of high school, I actually lost my virginity at 19. Really? High school was miserable for me. You, you, look, you look at me now, a famous YouTuber, cool car, cool lifestyle. High school was miserable. What was the worst part, you think? Just the fact that, I mean, look, the average kid in my high school, they were trying to figure out, like, their 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 place in society and in high school, like, what sports they're going to play or blah, 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 right? Yeah. I was like, how do I survive here? How do I communicate and make friends and be normal? You know? Yeah. Because I didn't speak the language. I just always felt out of place, let alone worry about, like, going to parties or dating. Mm -hmm. I just, I, I was lacking the basics. I, I would go home every day with, without friends and play world of warcraft on myself you mm -hmm. know what i mean i was naturally super skinny um so i wasn't good in sports even to like at least uh, get attention to myself by like being the fit guy or the strong guy yeah um but yeah man high school was a was a fucking nightmare now how about how long until you were into high school do you think you really started getting at least english down so i was super embarrassed of um, having an accent and not speaking English English properly. Mm -hmm. So um, one thing I did right, and I and I I think that's the key. It's been the key to this day. Is I made no Persian friends. I I, I knew them in, in my high school. There was the Persian people that hung out together from my country. They were also new here. Yeah, it was like an English language learner program. Es ESL or ELD or something. Yeah, ELD English. Whatever, English some, some program for like new kids to come to America and go to the school. 
all of them would hang out together. I didn't. All my friends were also foreigners. So I had some Korean friends also new to America. So it took me a year to learn English and about two more years on top of that to lose my accent. Okay. Um, but yeah, I had, uh, didn't speak English. And when I first learned it after the first year, I had a really thick accent. Gotcha. Um, so yeah, it took me that long. So it seems like you're like pretty kind of like uh, more so than I could possibly understand because I've never, obviously I grew up here, so I'm not, I've always been very um, interested in that transition. Do you, th like, while you're kind of like just figuring out how to, like you said, survive in high school, once you graduated, what, what, where was your mindset with that? Because you kind of like just started understanding English, having really good communication. But now you got to figure out where you want to go after you just figure out how to survive. You're trying to like thrive at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So after high school, everybody had, had already finished that high school phase and gotten things out of their system, drinking at parties and going to parties and, you know, dating girls or whatever. Right. And yeah. now it's time for like college. Athletes were getting scholarships or people that weren't going to college were getting management positions at their jobs. They've been working with for a couple of years. I had just figured out high school right. when it was ending. Right. Just when high school was ending, I had some, I've been working out. I was getting a little bit fit. I had lost my accent. I'm like, all right, I'm ready to party. <laughs> and then now I'm like 18. Everyone's like, dude, you can't hang out with high schoolers anymore. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. So the so next step was, uh, what's fucking next for me? Like everyone's going to college or getting jobs and staying at that job to be a manager or whatever. So I was like, fuck, I'm not doing this again. I'm not going to college now to figure out college the same way I did high school. Yeah. I wasn't enjoying studying in the first place. I was never, I never enjoyed studying. Um, so I, I tried college a couple of times, I think three times. First time was like a week. I stayed in classes and I just dipped. I couldn't, I was so depressed just sitting in class. Didn't feel right. Second time I think was for a couple of weeks because I was like, all right. Like, I got to do this. My whole family is doctors and dentists. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm a failure. And I was brainwashed by my family, too. Third time, it was a semester. D's and F's. And I was like, look, I'm, I'm not fucking doing this. I, I left and I started getting jobs. But I'm like, I don't know what I'm good at or what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to be a monkey. Just jump from tree to tree until I find my tree. So uh, restaurants. Uh, I work at a Persian restaurant. Is this all in Orange County or Los yeah, Angeles? County. Gotcha. Yeah, this LA hasn't even appeared to my mind. Yet. LA was super intimidating to me. This yeah. big city of like cool people. Man, I'm from Orange County, a small little city. You're so close, safe though. and quiet, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, so I started getting jobs at Subway, Persian restaurants, and then I moved to customer service at gyms, like front desk, opening the fucking gym at 4 a.m., washing the bathrooms and shit. We can custom your podcast, right? Fuck it, dude. Uh, Fuck it. Who gives a shit? Yes. Um, then I started getting jobs in sales. And that's when I realized, like, ooh, I like this, like, I like this idea of, like, not getting paid unless I make a sale. Mm -hmm. It's like entrepreneurship, improving my sales skills, reading books about body language. Yeah. So I, I, that kind of gave me, like, this tingling sensation as, like, ooh, wait a minute. I am good at this. And I have may I may have found my purpose. But then something was lacking. And, and it's the fact that, no matter how much I was growing, it was still not me growing. Yep. It's not my thing. I'm, I'm making sale for somebody else's product. You're growing to grow another company. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm making someone else's dreams come true. As, as cliche as that is, that's, that was an overwhelming feeling I was carrying every day when I was going to my, my sales jobs. 
I made a lot of money for for a 20, 20 21-year-old. Some days I was making a grand a day, 1000 bucks a day Dude. commissions. And where was this at? Um, LA Fitness. Oh, I didn't know you got... Wait, so is that... You weren't a personal trainer, though. No. no. But how were you getting commissions? So I was the sales guy. I was a sales for guy. For the personal trainers? No, no, no. For memberships. Oh, I didn't know they yeah. got a commission. Uh, yeah. I don't know how the system is now. Um, but back back then, yeah, it was commission. And I was really good, man. Most uh, most counselors would sit in the gym, wait for what we call the walk-ins. People walking in to inquire about a membership. Mm -hmm. I was like, fuck that. I'm not sitting here competing with five other dudes standing with their penises out waiting for the next <laughs> you know prey i was like i want to go out and hunt people bring them back yeah the bow and arrow yeah the bow and arrow man so i was like i just started going to like shopping centers pop a little desk you know put some wow. like, paperwork on there I have, I have some free memberships seven day memberships for free hey guys i know you're going to the whole foods here have you thought about joining the gym across the street damn and so this is just your thoughts alone no one told you to do this Wow. I had a good manager that was motivating me. Yeah. Very good manager, respectful guy. Um, but it was, I had the hunger inside me, man. Mm -hmm. It's just, fuck, how do I make more money? How do I get better? How do I stand out from everybody else in the gym? Was sitting there waiting on their phones, texting, yeah. waiting for a walk in the tech turns on. Yeah. I wanted to make more money. Fuck the three, three sales a day. I wanted to make 20 sales a day. Mm -hmm. So when I would go out into the mall, I'm collecting leads. Hey, I'll give you a seven-day membership. Put your number in. Hey, just booking your seven days. She comes in, tries it for seven days. Most of them sign up. Yeah. So now I'm like making a grand a day. But then once again, I'm not scaling. I'm making a grand a day by, by going out there doing physical work. Wow. That's so interesting because the things you've taught me about YouTube, are, are, this is kind of similar. Like when we were talking about the Tesla video, you said there's two schools of thought. You can go after the people already searching for Tesla videos or you can go out there and go for the people who aren't necessarily looking for them but they're looking for similar things so it's like you weren't just going to sit there and wait for people who are interested in like they're interested enough to go to the gym to inquire you're looking for the people who don't even know they're interested but you're going to convince them to do so yeah. that is i think that's the mark of any really successful person they don't do it the same way everybody else does you did a whole different way that's so sick yeah i read a book in high school called the game it's supposed to teach you how to talk to girls better <laughs> it, <laughs> It didn't help me in high school. I can tell you that. Um, there was more things I was lacking than just the game. Yeah. Um, but the one one thing in the book I I actually used not not so much for talking to females, but actually in business and sales was the peacock theory. Mm. Have, have I told you about it before? I've heard of the peacock theory. Yeah. So it's in the book The Game by Neil Strauss. Great book for marketing, actually. Um, but he, he the guy talks about how when you when you go to the club with your boys. Right, you you guys don't say, all right, guys, let's make sure we all look the same so we can blend in. Yeah, you each try and do something to stand out. The muscle guys show off their muscles, right? Mm -hmm. The rich guys show off their high style APs. The yeah, looking guys make sure their face pops. Yeah, the funny guys make sure they're in the mood. They got they pre pre game. Yeah, so they're loose, right? So in sales, why blend in with the other seven sales guys in the in the company or? On YouTube, why make the same video? Exactly. Uh, that twenty other channels have made it's podcasts. Why have the same podcast as ten other podcasts already have the same interview? Yeah. So it's just how do you? And, and it's called a peacock theory because theory because the way peacocks find a mating partner is um, female peacocks are out about in public. Just mm -hmm. they're they're very simple. They all look the same. Very mm -hmm. simple. No exotic features. Male peacocks are very exotic. Crazy feathers. The way they call out a male, a, a mating partner is they'll come around her, face her, 
and open up their wings and do a dance to show off how unique, big, and beautiful their feathers are compared to the previous peacock yeah. that had tried to get her attention. Mm-hmm. And she picks the one with the most beautiful dance, the most standout peacock, male peacock, right? Yeah. So I think um, humans were, were, were a little more complicated that, than peacocks, but it's, it's still the same basics. Yeah. Whether it's a YouTube video or a product, an e-commerce. Or, that, um, that, that's, that's a better version than I was thinking. I was thought you were going to talk about, like, we had this conversation earlier, me and my friends. It's like the, when, God, when like, you go to the club and, like, um, not necessarily even the club. When you're, like, hanging with your friends, they act one way. And then once a girl comes around, they start acting more aggressive. All of a sudden, their voice gets a little louder. You know, all this. Pumps. They want to say, what's up, bro? And start punching you a little bit. Yeah. I thought that's what you were talking about. But I like that way better because it makes sense. It's just uh, it's just a way to stand out in a good way. I think that way. is them standing out too. I think it's just them. But that's to more show of a positive female. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I never really fucked with that because um, I feel like you should basically be the same person around everybody. There, there should be no like this because she's a girl. She sees you a different way than your guy friends. Like I try to act my the same as everybody. I just try to keep it real across the board. Yeah, I like that a lot. But so anyway, yeah, you're 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 liking the growth, but you're not liking the direction the growth is going in terms of a different company. When is this when you decided, hey, YouTube looks like a pretty good option? Yeah. So in high school, I would I would always watch YouTube videos. I had World of Warcraft channels. I would watch for gaming. I would watch. Um, and what year did you graduate high school? 2011. Okay. Yeah. I would always watch something, gym videos, fitness videos. So or, right when YouTube came yeah, out. Yeah. 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 I would. YouTube came out in 06, I think. Yeah. 06, 07. Um, but I would, always, I would always watch stuff. So I was very familiar with YouTube. But one day I, 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 I watched a video of a YouTuber I used to watch buy a brand new Jaguar. And I'm like, what was the YouTuber? Uh, his name's Vitaly. Vitaly, Vitaly yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I think it was a Jaguar, but it was some crazy car. And I had watched his um, life story videos, and it was very similar to mine. Mm-hmm. Had moved here from Russia, abusive parents. Mm-hmm. You know, very poor at the beginning and he had started a youtube channel i'm like wait a minute i have the same beginning as this guy can my key to success be youtube dude i was ugly i was fat i was i wasn't confident i didn't have money i was I, I was and I, i'm and i'm still an introvert so i'm like fuck youtube being on camera yeah i was like hey you know what i've tried high school i tried college i sucked at those things i tried sales i'm good but it's obviously not scalable i'm using my sweat and blood every day to make money for somebody else where I collect the commission. Yeah. A pocket change of that money. So fuck it, I'll try YouTube. Head up my boy with a camera. And <laughs> he had a crappy camera body and some random lens he had bought at mm-hmm. a at a random place. It was like a fifty year old like uh film lens that somehow fit into a DSLR. Oh my gosh. I don't know how but the zoom wouldn't work. <laughs> we made a video called the Salt Shaker prank on my channel. Got a couple hundred views on Facebook. Harassed all my friends list. Hey, can you please watch this? Subscribe, like, and comment. Give me feedback. Grew that shit little by little. I remember the first like 10 subscribers. I'm manually gathering them. And this is on the channel, Human TV. Yeah, this is the this channel. This is the beginning. Yeah. 
I, I started Who Man TV. It, it, it grew slow. So I'm like, I'm also going to start other channels at the same time. Yeah. So I started a gaming channel. I started a fitness channel and a vlog channel at the same time. And is this 2012, 2013? This is um, 2014. 2014. Okay. Yeah, I started YouTube in 2014. Gotcha. Who Man TV was born in 2014. 2014. All the other channels were born at the same time, but they all died. Gaming. I was great at gaming. Yeah. But I'm a perfectionist. And when my team sucks. I'm toxic. I'll cuss the motherfucker yeah. out. You fucking cocksucker. Why don't you come help me kill the da da da? You know what I mean? Because yeah. I'm so passionate. So if my team is like messing around, I'm like, dude, like I'm I'm in this for the win. Yeah, that's when you switch to the free for all lobby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So gaming, I would just, I, it was too intense. I would rage. I would rage too much. It would affect my <laughs> actual like mental health. Oh my god. It was, it was like super competitive. So I stopped yeah. that. And uh, fitness, I'm, I'm naturally a skinny dude, so fitness wasn't going to go anywhere. I'm not blessed with like gen you know, muscle genetics, so that didn't go anywhere. Vlogs, I wasn't making enough money to actually do cool things mm -hmm. um, like on camera, <clears throat> so vlogs weren't interesting either. Mm -hmm. Franks kept growing, yeah, kept growing. And the first year was slow, I think I had like a hundred thousand subscribers in the first year. That's pretty fucking fast, if you ask me, dude. It, it was, man, but. Uh, but not when your competitors have four or five million. Yeah. The bar, the bar is so high up there, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but the second year, finally, when I figured out this YouTube algorithm yes. that everyone's talking about and all this SEO and this and that, when I finally figured it out is when I just blew up. Yeah. With the shampoo prank. The shampoo prank. I remember when that came out, dude. That was everywhere. Yeah. Was that, would that have been like 2015, 2016? Uh, I think part one is 2016. Yeah, early January or February 2016. I had no idea it's gonna go mega viral. Posted it, a couple million views the first week. I'm like, what? And it was from the algorithm. Yeah. What? I, well, I had figured it out. I had figured out how to rank number one in prank. When you search for prank, okay. I had figured out how to get my video on page one on prank. Gotcha. And so you, would you say you started the shampoo prank or was it already kind of going on when you did it? So shampoo prank was originally done by these like group of friends uh, that are not YouTubers. They had just pranked their friend in, a in the shop. Oh area. yeah, yeah, yeah. I seen and that they video. Had posted it on their like sister's channel like nine years ago. Yeah. So I'd, I'd seen it before, but I never really thought about it. <clears throat> then one day I'm taking a shower and as a kid, I was always uh, scared in the shower for having my eyes covered too much with soap because mm -hmm. like, I can't see the monster in the fucking bathroom. Right, right. So I was always, I grew up always like scared. And, and the house we had in Persia was like in the middle of the jungle, uh, the mountains. Mm -hmm. There's bears and shit around. Like, Damn. It was scary. And we had a brick house. So it was like an old house. So the, sh the, the shower room was like hella old school, very old. Yeah. So it was, it was scary and creepy for a kid. Yeah. There was a lot of dark corners and holes yeah. in the house. So I hated showering with my eyes closed and I would always try and wash the shampoo off ASAP. Mm -hmm. So one day I'm like, as I'm making these videos, I'm like, wait a minute, why don't I make a video where I touch on that? Like how, how everyone hates having their eyes closed so much in the shower because everyone's a little paranoid about what could be outside the shower. Mm -hmm. So I made the video, made the video and uh, blew up. People were losing their shit. Justin Bieber shared it. Shaquille O'Neal. Dude, I'm, in high, I'm a loser in high school. I don't get attention from anybody. And now I got Justin Bieber and Shaquille O'Neal oh sharing my, my video. I'm like, holy fuck! What did that feel crazy. like? Like, what did that feel like? I, I I can't describe it. It's 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 um nothing I felt again to this day. It's just 
an immediate change in my life. I'm like, this yeah, is this. I'd imagine. Here's this kid with no friends, never like a positive moment in his life where he could feel proud of what he's done. Because I've never really been great at anything. Yeah. Great on, on the scale of what I've just done with YouTube, yeah. you know? So now when I'm watching all these celebrities post my stuff and, you know, talk about it this way and all these people saying, I'm your fan. Bro, fan of what? Like, I never had, a fan. I never had friends, let alone fans. So that was that was overwhelming in a very positive way. I would go to bed wait. I would go to bed thinking YouTube. How do I keep this going? Yeah, I love all this attention. Of course, money was great too. Yeah, I'm getting, I was getting checks in the mail from Google because Google owns YouTube. Mm -hmm. All these fat checks were coming in. I'm making money overnight, whereas before I was making money when I'm selling mm -hmm. as I would sell stuff. Now I'm going to sleep, waking up, and it says like you made three grand. I'm like, what? Oh my god! I do shit overnight. I got a million views. I made three grand. And so, did were you did this blow up while you were working at LA Fitness? I quit. So you quit to do YouTube full time. You made that commitment. What made you make that commitment? And just, what gave you the confidence to make that commitment? I, as a kid, I always um um it's weird, man. And I and I've talked to other people who also had this. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know what it is. I don't know what part of the personality causes this. But as a kid. I always knew I was going to be successful. Yeah. Even when I was like, even when I was um, at the bottom, I had no money. Like I said, my dad is abusive as a kid, so I didn't have the confidence. I was skinny in high school, got bullied. But even I always knew, I always knew I was better. It's 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 messed up to, to think and say, but I always knew something about me was better than other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always knew like my friends were better than me in sports, better looking, and I knew something about me deep inside I could feel was better than other people. So when I finally found YouTube and I found out about YouTube, I'd already knew what I was capable of learning and doing and achieving with sales, mm -hmm. you know? So I'm like, why don't I apply the same way of learning, the, way, it's the same way I learned body language and sales skills in sales, why don't I apply that hustle towards this? And this thing has no cap. It's scalable yeah, to the moon. still very new. You have 30 million subscribers and make get get 50 billion views overnight it's mm -hmm. there's no cap on it right so i saw the opportunity and i just knew it. I, I knew i was gonna figure it out so it was a weird cocky yeah confidence that i always had as a kid i can relate to that so much like it's weird it's like i feel like it's it's when they say you're born as an artist or whatever i feel like this is like you either have it or you don't. And if you have it, you're you're destined to be an entrepreneur yeah. of some kind. There's something deep in there. Like I'd always remember, like maybe I had a falling out with a friend, like this different like head. They call it the other self. Napoleon Hill actually does called the other self. It would like say like he's gonna really regret not hanging around you yeah. when when time comes. Like when I dropped out of college, everyone's telling me I'm gonna be a failure. I'm like I just knew they wouldn't. Like I remember in college, my friend Drew was like, how do you know, how are you so confident you're going to be successful? Like, what's your plan? And I you go, the trick is there is no plan. It's weird, man. It's weird. It, it's weird. And I, and I almost want to call it something like negative. Like you're, I, I was being cocky, mm -hmm. but I think you need that to survive as an entrepreneur because you're literally starting something at a, from scratch where all odds are against you. Like, like I said, I wasn't uh, good looking, funny, even had the money to start YouTube. I was an introvert to begin with. So I'm not some outgoing guy to be like, hey, guys, hey, I'm going to go out in public and do all this stuff and make myself a fool in front of all these people. I couldn't do that. Yeah. It was hard. But something about me knew, like, I, I, I have the drive and I'm going to learn what I lack. So whatever I'm not good at, 
I'm gonna fix. You're gonna learn what you yeah. lack. So, so my biggest problem on, on camera was I naturally have a lot of water weight here. So if uh -huh. I do this or like gather up here, <laughs> and back then in 2014 I was depressed. I was getting a lot of weights. I hated how I looked on camera, looking like a ball. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck it, I'm gonna fix it. So I going to the gym, eating better, got rid of that. Then it was like I didn't know how to dress properly yet. They, they call it like color matching or whatever with mm. clothes. I was wearing the stupidest. If you watch my old videos, you're like, what the fuck is this guy wearing? Because because I'm like, no one's gonna subscribe. Uh, watch a, a, a guy consistently that they can't relate to on a style yeah. basis you know so i figured out my style like what's my style mm. figured that out and figured out how to make people like me on camera want to subscribe to me all those things were were not i wasn't like i wasn't a natural you know what i mean mm -hmm. like but, you said danny duncan right yeah we were talking about him danny duncan's a youtuber and you, you could just tell he's that he's recording himself being himself yeah that's just who he is he was born to be that guy I wasn't born to be a YouTuber or, or to even be on camera, but I wanted to succeed in that, in that world so bad because I knew how much money these YouTubers were making. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to figure it out, all mm -hmm. of it. Yeah, I think the big difference is 98% of people think in fear and that 2% think in faith. And I think maybe that's what that voice is. Because I read a book about that recently, about how it's, the, your intuition is really your other self, which is thinking in faith. And thinking in fear is the actual devil himself. So like- Ooh, the, I agree. And that's a very deep conversation. Yeah, like, and it's crazy in the book, they, it's a- Which book is this? It's called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. Yeah. It, Have you read the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle? Uh-uh, no. Very similar, man. Really? I like I like that you brought that up. Because like I, that, what you just said has changed my life dramatically. Same. Um, the, 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 that the real devil is the mm -hmm. false identity that we call the, the, the false ego mm -hmm. that makes you have fear of the past based yes. on, based on what's happened to you and worry of the future as to what might happen based on your past. Yeah. That, that holds you back from living the now mm -hmm. with a hundred percent capacity of who you are and what yep. you're capable of doing. Yeah. Mind blown Dude. when I found that out. It's, it's wild. Um, he, the devil talks about how he goes, I am the negative ion in every atom. I am the negative thought in every brain. I don't live in any location, but I live in negativity. And I have 98% of the people in this world under my spell. So it's like, holy shit. And he talks about how he's done it through. He tricks church leaders and parents and teachers to teach about the devil in terms of fear. So people are fearing the devil from the beginning. From a little kid, they might go to hell. They're scared. You're teaching that kid from the very beginning to think in fear. Yeah, fear. And it's ironic that it's because they're teaching about the devil himself. It's wild. But when you think in faith, anything's possible. And that obviously we can tell in, with your story that that's the truth. And yeah. it, I know you did. You, how many shampoo pranks have you done at this point? Um, Fifteen. Fifteen. And it wasn't part seven. That's like the one that really blew up. So. So the beginning ones always blew up. But mm -hmm. yeah, part seven just never fucking stopped. What do you think it was that thumbnail? It was that huge guy at the beach, right? For yeah, it's just the way things happened in that video. I had a bodybuilder that I pranked. I had a couple that I pranked. I had uh, two girls that were like fighting each other. Mm -hmm. um, it was just the perfect video as far as like reaction. That video has a hundred, I think 80 million views yeah. on that video on my YouTube channel. Just on YouTube. On Facebook, it has almost 300 million views. <laughs> what? <laughs> that video has been seen by half a billion people. Probably will be a billion eventually. 
That's wild. All shampoo Franks total. I don't even know what how much the number is, but I think it's a few billion people. Well, you're like four or five billion in views, right? Total on YouTube. On YouTube, it's like two billion. I two think. billion. Facebook, it's, it's close to that. But then other people steal my videos and post right. it in weird places as well. So you really don't know. Yeah, I rarely meet someone who hasn't seen a shampoo prank. They yeah. might not recognize me as the guy that does it, but I'll be like in Indonesia or something. And like somehow we'll, we'll be talking about YouTube and my friends will show someone the shampoo prank and they'll be like, oh, yes, yes, I've seen this. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, this is the guy that, the guy that did it. And they're like, oh. Yeah. So it's, I'll be in, a, I'll be like in weird parts of the planet and they'll, 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 they'll see the shampoo price. Man, it's a weird feeling. I bet. Weird feeling. Very, very, very overwhelming, but very instant sense of uh, pride. Yeah. And I bet that, like, at least for me, when someone recognizes me in public, that is fuel to me. Like, what, that's just kind of like confirmation, like, what you're doing is working. Because when I moved out here, like, I'm not from here, obviously. But I was getting recognized one or two times a week, just like driving by, walking by. And How's I'm like, that get from? No, no. See, so when I first came out here, that was the case. That happened a couple of times. In San Diego, these girls were 100% convinced I was because they saw me from afar. Yeah. I just waved at them and kept walking. <laughs> but, I'll, I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, see, that was another thing. So people always bring up the Zac Efron thing. In a sense, I always felt like I was living in that guy's shadow. Because people would always bring that up. And my original Instagram name was Efron is my cousin. I blew I blew up on GIF Boom. Do you remember GIF Boom? Right before Vine, it was Vine with no sound. I blew up on GIF Boom. I this was back like this Instagram hadn't even came out yet, but I had like twenty thousand followers on GIF Boom. Instagram came out, and then I my followers on Instagram started shooting up. But then I started getting bullied at school because of it. Because they thought I was like some kid. Because nobody knew anything about Instagram. Or anything they thought i was just like some kid posting pictures of myself like everyone immediately said i was cocky uh when really i was i almost had no confidence in myself at the time i was just posting pictures because it was getting likes but that caused me to not pursue that and i always look at that situation because it's interesting how if i would have just listened to those people my whole life i probably would be where those people are right now in life but luckily, crazy looking back at that. Yeah. Right? Most of them are living the same life. The exact same life. Going to the bar every night, talking shit. Like, they, it's, it's, uh, it's that thinking and fear, dude. And misery loves company. Misery loves company. I don't know, man. The, the mentality of most people, it does seem like they're under a spell. You meet some people, and they're like, like, in terms of college degrees, I've met people... And I don't think I'm better than anybody else, but they will think they're better than me because they have a college degree. Even if I'm making whatever, 12 times more than them, they'll like look down on me because I don't have a college degree. And what I've noticed recently, it's very interesting what people attach their confidence to. Like very interesting. A lot of people, they take full confidence in maybe their car or all their confidence is tied up in their job. But I don't see a lot of people who take their full confidence in themselves. And I think that's the key. It's hard, man. To this day, I don't know if I have the full confidence in myself. I think um, partially it's got something to do with my childhood childhood, and, and the way I was raised. But it's tough. Even even me, for, for a while, my, my confidence was attached to my followers. Yeah. And my cars or whatever whatever I was buying. But yeah, you're right. It's it's unhealthy. And, and, and to be truly happy, you got to have confidence in yourself and you got to be happy with yourself. And, it, and it's also cool that you've achieved all these cool things. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, man, it's just we think we have figured out the, the human mind and how it works. 
but I don't think we've, we've um, touched past 10%. And I, and I think, like you said, there is a power out there that doesn't want us to figure out the real, the real gears that, that, that make your mind move because, um, and I, I think the, the proof is that the way the, the way society is heading, I mean, uh, find me one person that agrees that society is not heading towards a very dark place. Yeah. Compared to 40, 50 years ago, look at dating, look at how people treat themselves and each other. Look at the music industry, man. the movie industry, look at what the way the direction it's going. I'm not saying, I'm yeah. not saying it's, that's the end of, end of the world now. But 50 years ago, like in high school, right? Mm -hmm. In high school, if a girl sent you a nude, it was, hey, you send this to somebody else, I will beat your ass. Yeah. Don't share this. That's why Snapchat partially was made. Oh, share yeah. nudes are instantly gone. Yep. Now you could buy buy the buy buy some 19-year-old chick's nudes for five for 20 bucks. Yeah. What? What's yeah. Good? so and, and that's okay, maybe okay, I don't judge. You know, you do you, right? Everyone's got their own free will. Okay. But how are things gonna change when I'm a dad and I got my, my kid who's in high school in, in like mm -hmm. 60 more years, 50 more years? What's gonna be the norm then? That's why I was I was talking about that a couple of days ago. I'm really concerned with this iPad at the table generation growing up because the I've never seen more lack of parenting. All like oh, I see a lot of these parents just giving the kid the iPad, giving the kid the phone. That's the new parent right there. Google is your new parent. YouTube's your new parent. You know, Google and YouTube had a baby and that's what's growing up right now. And so now we're seeing kids get very corrupt from the beginning. Not to hate on TikTok, but TikTok's doing a lot of that. There's a lot of very bizarre things I'm seeing on TikTok. And I know the age demographic on TikTok. And I've seen like, I don't know, man. I, I agree with you, but I, I try to keep a better faith that things are gonna, it's kind of like st the stock market. How like it's gonna go down like in the Great Depression, but I but after everything I know eventually it's gonna grow up. We live in the greatest country in the world, but I 100% agree with this corruption. Like what what is mainstream right now wouldn't even be able to be shown 40, 40 years ago, even 30 years ago. Good the music, industry. the music industry, dude. It blows my mind. My friends send me these songs. Hey, will you do a dance with me to on TikTok to WAP? To WAP, yeah. I'm like. And I watched the video they've made of them dancing to it. I'm like, you, you, can you hear the lyrics of this girl talking about her like wet ass? You know what? I'm like, yeah. that's okay to say now. When I was in high school, if a girl said that, it would be the end of the world. Expelled from school yeah. and this and that. Now it's like, oh yeah, I'm OnlyFans. It's like a career. I got mm -hmm. OnlyFans and I make TikToks to WAP. I got a WAP. Yeah. And like you said, there's nothing wrong with that per se. But in most cases, they don't really understand the extent of what they're doing. It's just the direct. I think it's the direction it's going, mm -hmm. you know, like we're, we're up here right now. We're not drowning. But yeah. if every day we keep this podcast going every day, we're a little lower with that with that um, data. Right. You could say it's safe to say if at this at this rate, we're going to be in the pool. Yeah. And eventually we're gonna <laughs> fucking drown. The lighting has changed, by the way. You want to check out the camera? No, actually. So the aperture priority. Oh, it just keeps the aperture going, so we should be still pretty good. Smart, you thought ahead. Oh yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> um, but when? So you're twenty. You're twenty. Twenty-seven. Now. Yeah, twenty-seven. How old are you? I'm twenty. I just turned twenty-five. And um, time passes by fast. Yeah, we're with with the 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 iPad at table generation. Basically, these kids growing up internet because obviously you remember time without the internet, and I remember time without the internet. 
But these kids growing up who don't, there's a good and a bad side to that, right? Like, obviously, they're probably looking at porn when they're seven, you know, all this. It's it's really bad. And what it boils down to is... What you just said is so fucked. That yeah. is so true. And the main culprit of all this is instant gratification. You see that on TikTok. If, okay, I'm an 11-year-old girl, I'm not getting any likes, but I did a TikTok with a swimsuit on to the WAP dance, and I got, it's 2 million views. I think I cracked the algorithm. All I got to do is show my body more and I get this instant gratification. And then people like all these kids are watching porn. And so when they meet a girl and they're not having sex with her in a couple hours, fuck her, dude. Uh, I don't ever want to talk to her again. I've seen this with my own eyes from like the younger generation. And it's just like, I think at the end of the day, it all boils down to instant gratification is going to be the death of this society because people are not rewarded. Like the OnlyFans shit, this girl, who could have made a badass modeling career if she would have just stuck with it two to three years and now she's making $15,000 for photo shoots. She chose to get an OnlyFans and make that monthly. And then that's where she stops. Because truth be told, I don't really see big models having an OnlyFans. I mean, like Cardi B and stuff like that, but that's more of like a joke. These kids, these these girls are- Cardi actually, B has OnlyFans? Yeah, she is actually the most paid OnlyFans uh, person, uh, celebrity at least. But it's unbelievable, and it's weird how it's controversial for us to even talk about this right now. But I don't really care. I mean, we're just keeping it real, and we're keeping it sensible. Morals are getting thrown out the window right now, but morals are what keeps a society from just not getting corrupted and not having a huge downfall. So something's going to pop. We all know it. This is, this is going to something, and it's going to pop one day. We're in a bubble right now. I think it was Edison that said the next world war won't be fought with guns, but it'll be fought with like swords and wood. Yeah, sticks and stones. Um, that's what it was. Yeah. So I, I think, um, I don't know, man. I don't know, but it's uh, t look at twenty twenty. Look how look how crazy it's been. This has been the craziest year of my yeah, entire I mean, life. I, I grew up. To I I was here twenty oh seven oh nine. It was it was normal years. Once in a while, some major bad thing would happen. Yeah. But it'll be quickly replaced with some positive, you know, positivity. Now it's just everyone's getting exposed. Ellen said this. Cops are doing this. Riots and Trump and virus and economy and like you said, take OnlyFans and kids watching things they shouldn't be watching. Beauties on Netflix. Did oh, you see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Now, now yeah, now we're, now yeah, we're going yeah. in a completely different direction. Let me get back to the YouTube thing, okay? Yeah. Because you said once you crack the algorithm, that's when things started taking off. I remember you mentioned to me before one of your big cracks was you found that shampoo prank in a different language that nobody was doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Would you, is that one, like one of the main contributors to when you, like, you took off on YouTube? I just can't yeah. believe we went on that huge tangent, dude. That was sick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm a deep thinker, man. I'll, Me I'll, too. I'll, I'll go I'll go down the rabbit hole with you. Um, that's the phrase, right? Down the rabbit hole. Down the rabbit hole. Um, yeah. So, so going back to algorithm and and, and um, SEO, right? Mm. When you search for prank, right? The algorithm connects you to YouTube videos and channels out there that have typed in the word prank in English as a way to describe what that video is. So the algorithm, it's like as if you walk into a grocery store, you're like, hey, I want juice. Yeah. The employee says juice. Oh, there's a juice sign right there. Okay, juice is right there. Go there, right? Yeah. So yeah. the algorithm is saying, all right, so you want to watch pranks because that's what you search for? Here you go, pranks, because these videos have labeled themselves pranks. Mm -hmm. But then that's only English. 
Yeah. So what happens if I'm Arabic and I search for pranks in my language? Mm-hmm. Do I go watch Arabic channels? Yes. Yeah. But what if there was a channel out there that had SEO, as in um, keywords on that channel and video in multiple different languages? So one of the ways I blew up my channel was I started to use Arab, all, all my top countries that I know are getting me a lot of views. Mm-hmm. I wanted to grow my seeds more in those countries. Brilliant. So I wanted to make my presence even stronger in Indonesia as, I, as, as it already was a little bigger than uh, in Arabic countries. So I did it a little bit as a test, instant, instant ROI. I started seeing, Amazing. I started trending worldwide dramatically. Then the next thing was, all right, cool. But what if I add foreign subtitles to my video? So mm. not only I'm using SEO in foreign language to show up in their search results, but what if I make their viewing experience better and have them, have them actually understand what they're watching by providing subtitles in their language? Now, and it worked. I was dating a Japanese girl at the time. Mm-hmm. My J- J- Japan viewership percentage was page three in my like countries. Yeah, non-existent. I had no fans in Japan, but she she was Japanese and she was free. So I was like, hey, can you make subtitles for all my videos? So she was sitting next to me That's every day, awesome. type subtitles for all my pranks. And dude, now I think Japan's like my like my, my fourth country wow. in viewership. So it 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 also had an immediate. ROI because people were actually people were searching for my videos and I'd use Japanese SEO so they would find my videos mm-hmm. they would watch it not understand the English but read the Japanese subtitles wow. so now they would watch the whole video which affected my retention and watch mm-hmm. time and then they would share it because they're like ah oh, this is funny I want my Japanese friends to see it and I know they'll like it because I they can understand it. it's an English video yeah. with the Japanese subtitles on the video so it you know it, it worked and then I found more loopholes it's always about just Having that peacock theory mindset, mm-hmm. doing it because I can't compete with Vitaly, for example. He's a prank channel. You know, I, I was inspired by him, but I'll sit here and say he makes better pranks than I do. He's ballsier. He's been arrested and jumped and mm-hmm. this and that. He is a better prankster. He's a natural born prankster. I wasn't. But I think what helped me in a way beat him in viewership sometimes is I, I decided to think outside the box and yes. things like SEO and algorithm. So he was very good at uh, scaling vertically with awesome pranks. But I kept up with them, even though I didn't have as awesome or crazy of pranks. But I was expanding horizontally with things like different language SEO and different language yeah. subtitles and hacking the algorithm and understanding SEO. Well, yeah, that's something that's probably the biggest thing that you taught me because before I met you, and just for everyone to be clear, I met you, I think it was like January 2020, right? That's when we first linked up. Yeah, because you hit, okay, yeah. And before this, I was like, well, I do e-commerce videos, so I should be tagging other e-commerce, e-commerce people who do YouTube, right? So I'm tagging Jay Rich, I'm tagging Save Aspidoya, all these people. And when you, like, you do pranks like Vitaly, a lot of people approach YouTube, they're like, well, I want to be like in that same category. So I'm going to tag Vitaly. I'm going to do this. But you explained to me very like, I'll never forget it, dude. Like you really changed my YouTube game after I met you. It's like you don't put tags in for anything other than what you think people will be searching for your specific video. But you can also do stuff with the description to link it kind of. But that keyword thing you taught me changed my life because I remember when the riots were happening in Colorado, I went out to Colorado for a month and I did a vlog about it. That's right, I remember you did that. And when you searched Colorado on incognito anywhere in the world, I was number three 
it was like uh colorado riots next one raw footage everyone's sitting down and then it's just me like <laughs> driving to colorado to the the shipping container house and it was just me with my spray painted car and then it's just more protest stuff so it's like that's when i really understood the power because i'd never been to colorado i on footage i never filmed anything with colorado i never mentioned colorado but when you type in that entire state for that moment i was front page for colorado and so now that's what i've been applying in st louis like and if you search st louis podcast it's all simplified podcasts i'm number one you know if you search st louis for a lot of my videos like i've been number one for st louis multiple times for my recent vlogs that is so much power that I don't think everyone can understand, but I hope they now understand that if you know what you're doing, you can take almost any term relatively and rank and have anyone who searched that in the world find your video right there, right in front of them, completely free. Yeah, that's what it takes. Most people think if you have a um, successful prank channel or makeup channel or gaming channel, you have to make only good videos. It's all about the good video, right? But the algorithm doesn't know what the fuck the video is. The algorithm is very The algorithm can't watch the video and be like, damn, this guy got 44 <laughs> kills on one death from page, right? Viral, it doesn't know that stuff, right? Yeah. So you gotta give the algorithm the data it needs to fully feel comfortable and confident showing this video as the number one to anyone that searches for Call of Duty or gaming. Mm -hmm. Same thing with makeup, same thing with, with gaming. It's a very fine balance between how good the video is, which is the most important part. Because at the end of the day, when the viewer does come, they got to watch the video, watch the whole thing, enjoy it, like it, and stay on YouTube. Yep. But if your SEO is perfect, like yeah. if you hired me to do your SEO and it's just fucking perfect, right? And I bring the viewers in, but the video sucks. The person clicks the video, it's 10 minutes, they watch for a minute. Yeah. So now you got 10% retention. The person leaves the YouTube platform because they're, like, they're disgusted. So now you <laughs> lost YouTube viewer because they left and they were on Instagram. They didn't like or dislike, they didn't comment, they didn't share, all red flags. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's both. But uh, the biggest thing I always say is it's not just about the videos. Stop just focusing on the videos learn the algorithm yeah it's like when you open a restaurant and, and uh, let's say you move to china right now to open a restaurant you're a passionate chef mm -hmm. it's not just about how good the food is mm -hmm. you can't open a restaurant there and put spanish letters right you have to communicate with the locals the customers yep. through the language in, uh, the chinese language so you have chinese menu chinese website chinese hosts chinese servers uh, youtube you could have the best food the best videos, but yeah. you got to communicate with the algorithm, the gatekeeper, the, gatekeeper. the customers. And you do that by the language, which is uh, the, the algorithm. Yeah. SEO. And just to put things in context, context, the first video that I tried after me and Human was stock trading $10,000 in one week. I never made a stock trading video ever. And that blew up. I think it's at like 160,000 views. It's my second most viewed. Well, actually now with the Tesla video that... I, that Tesla video is going to be my most viewed video by far. And it was all stuff that it wouldn't have never happened if I didn't learn everything you taught me. Uh, but when that stock trading video went out, that is really when it showed me the most because I'm not a stock trader at the time. First time stock trading ever, yet I'm getting front page for stock trading. Fuck the other stock traders, bitch. I'm in this. See, there... They might be more knowledgeable than you. They might be making better stock trading videos than you. 100%. But the algorithm 
reads the data on your video, the SEO, the tags, the title, the description, the comments, and it feels more confident showing your video to, to viewers that search for stock trading videos than actually better stock trading videos yeah. by better gurus because they don't understand the algorithm. The average stock trading guru or makeup channel or prank channel, they, they put all their effort in making the best fucking video out there and they spend five minutes clicking upload. They don't even put the tags. Yeah. They don't know what the fuck the algorithm does or is or what, how, how to hack it. So it's um, it's literally um, you know, a, a balance of both, doing both. And there's so many people out here out right now who probably be massively famous on YouTube. They have the content. They just know nothing about the algorithm at all. And it's a, it's a shame. I'm sure a lot of are watching it right now where there's like, like, I know these videos are really good. I just don't know why I'm only getting this many views. And it comes down to like, I guess when it goes back to the restaurant analogy, you can have the best food, but if in your bad location, it's not, it might not work out or you can have the best location in terms of algorithm. But if you, if your food's shitty, it's not going to work out. You got to have best location and the best food to have the best restaurant. And that's what you really taught me. And you have a course on, on all this, correct? I have a course. Yeah. It's not public. I, uh, I experimented with being a YouTube guru and running ads as, Hey guys, I'm here. If you need me buy my course. But, um, I, I told you just before I'm disgusted by the whole guru business online i think there's so many people that have scammed people with live courses people out there um so when i did try it initially and I had to make those vsl the video sales letter videos say, hey guys buy my course oh yeah it just didn't feel right so it's i have a course it's out there um people hit me up on my dm saying hey i have a youtube channel or i want to start and i'm looking for mentorship what's your price that's worth your time and what can you do for me? Mm -hmm. And I talk to them to, to make sure actually they have what it takes to succeed, succeed yeah. in the genre they want to get into. And if I see um, the elements I I, 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 need, to, I need to see to, to, to know that they'll be successful, mm -hmm. then I'm like, all right, here's the next step. Gotcha. So do you, I remember watching, you only had one highlights on your Instagram profile where it showed your entire story. Do you still have that up? That was really incredible because like everything you're talking about right now, I'm like visualizing because I remember that video. It was like, I remember the picture of your bed. I remember the picture of your dad on the computer. Oh I remember the picture of yourself. Like you were pretty like chubby, right? Back then I remember that. And it's like, that doesn't even look like whom. And like, I could see in your eyes, like right now compared to then, it's like you're a different person. That was a really powerful highlight. I guess you highlight real. And those pictures were pictures where I felt good enough to take a picture of myself. Wow. That was darker pictures where I, it was so fucked i didn't want to even want to point a camera at myself and take a picture yeah i didn't want to fucking remember that shit yeah um but yeah man i think um every person i know who is very successful and humble that i would want to be around has had a very fucked up past mm -hmm. you meet them they're on a podcast they'll share some stuff but there's so many more fucked up things that have happened to them yeah. they don't share publicly or even talk about but uh, everyone I know who's made a lot of money and, and they're doing big things they've came from very fucked fuck up places. Because they, they, they already experienced the lowest of the lowest and they're like, fuck that. I don't want to yeah. go back there. I just want to go up and I want to keep keep climbing and not mess around because I don't want to do anything that will put me back down there. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And I've also heard Joe Rogan say that before. And he's like, I'm in a weird predicament because like I can't, I'm, I'm in a position where I can give my kids everything. But the most interesting, coolest people I know had fucked up childhood. So it's like, what do I do here? And then he talked about that issue that they're having in San Francisco where these kids are born into billionaire families or hundreds of millions of dollars. 
and they're killing themselves because they don't know what to do. You have to have the lows to have the highs. If you're born into like extreme wealthiness and then you're just like, okay, this is you, this is your ticket to life. This is what you're going to do. You're going to do this until you're this age and then you're going to take over and do this. It's like free thinking, free accurate thought is really how you discover yourself. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't have that opportunity to ever get there. Yeah. yeah. And like you said at the beginning, it's like the most successful people not only had like a kind of like a fucked up childhood, but they learned how they learned how to and had the confidence to do something that other people weren't. And that was me. I, I didn't I always thought it was weird everyone would dress the same. There's a weird little thing about me. I, I had such an extreme mind even as a kid about not being like everybody else. <laughs> I don't know if I told you this, but around the third grade, I saw everyone was washing their hands all the time. I don't want to fucking wash my hands. I went two years without washing my hands. This is a hundred percent. So third to fifth grade, this is not recent, but basically I remember like everyone would be washing their hands and the, like, uh, the teacher would like make sure everyone's washing their hands and I would just like fake it. I'd like put my hands around it. I like when I squirt the, the, the soap, it would just go into the sink. So they couldn't tell. I just made it look like it. And you I just, just wanted to feel different. Yeah. It was more so like I, when people, when everyone was doing one thing, I had no attraction to do it whatsoever. Got super sick in the fourth grade, uh, third grade actually because of it. Yeah, me too. I'm trying to figure it out. But ever since then, I've been sick like four times in my life. Like that really, it's same with this eye thing. Like I haven't explained this eye thing to everybody yet. I'll explain it one day, but you did not get jumped. yeah, there was there was no fight. But I didn't want to. Was a fight with a very small yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I didn't want it to. Uh, I didn't want to put any moisturizer on. I didn't want to go to the doctor. I didn't want to do anything to it because I know that if I allowed the body, I had the confidence in my body to take care of it itself. And I know once it did, I'm gonna be just that much better. That's why I I really like have a really strong fucking immune system because of that. And I actually didn't wash my hair for three years around that same time. So I was all fucked up as a kid. I was very, very out there. I was the only one who skateboarded in my entire school, the only one. So I was usually just skateboarding by myself like all the time. I played sports, but I was so much more attracted to skateboarding. And I think a lot of that had to do with nobody else was skateboarding. And so when I was doing YouTube videos, no one else was doing YouTube videos. That's why I did so many because nobody – I knew. Exactly. I know. I'm like, nobody else is doing this. And that's where I was getting my confidence from as a kid doing what other people weren't. Yeah. And that's, I think it's like, it's just a weird thing. Uh, it must go back way back when our genetics and like when we we're in like tribes and stuff, when someone was a little different, they kind of like got ex extra on as they, I don't even know what word I'm trying to think of, like pushed away from the group because they're a little different. Not anymore. The different are shining right now. The truly different people, they are shining right now. Yeah, it's like recently I unfollowed all people who like were all the same. Like a lot of models, like um, females here in Los Angeles, like the really attractive ones. It's like, dude, I see these pictures all day and I get zero motivation from it. Like I got to like, I like following people who motivate me. And um, I don't know. Have you ever thought about just deactivating all socials for like a while. Yeah, it's a little harder for me because I make my money from social media. Same, yeah. But there's definitely been times where I've thought about like just disappearing off social media and going on like a year traveling the world and starting fresh. 
to this day, I don't think social media is my calling. It's not my des- destiny. What I'm really, what I'm really good at. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I met you because I wanted to try Shopify. Remember, mm-hmm. I wanted to hack the algorithms of Shopify and yeah. Facebook ads and buy the same knowledge there. And now I'm talking about thinking about stocks. But it's just one day I got to leave this, this this social media world. I don't. It's not what I'm supposed to. I could see you being a massive, massive stock trader. Because you're so you're so into algorithmic things, that's basically what you what stocks are: price action, um, like moving average lines, VWAPs. It's like you have the brain for sure to just be a phenomenal. I I guarantee it, dude. Like it's. And- we'll make a video and we'll talk about this video. Yeah, you talked about me potentially doing it. But yeah, it's been it's been it's kind of kind of pathetic in a way actually. Because we're talking about like being strong and strong willed and stuff, I I knew social media wasn't the my ultimate business for me in in 2017. So you knew three. I knew it, man. What, do you remember ago. like exactly when? Because I knew you like you're you're introverted and everything. Yeah, but was I mean, there a moment where you're like, oh, I don't know? Because I I had more friends like you. I had more friends that were making millions from Shopify, and they're behind, they're hiding behind a laptop. That their face isn't out there. They're not making pranks and shit getting jumped by people, getting punched, you know, and they're just making so much money. And they had full control over it. They could just close a store, go open a new one, yeah. take the data, retarget them, do all this crazy stuff. It's almost like, it's almost like if I gave you like a compact, a GoPro, I'm like, go be a pro photographer with this. Or if I give you a red, with red, there's so much more you can do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more exciting. The way I look at Shopify e-commerce or now even stocks is what I can do with it, how, how much I can build it with it and learn and achieve financially is yeah. so much more than YouTube. The, the, the richest YouTuber, I think, is like, what? let's say it's Logan Paul, let's just say, or, or David Dobrik. David Dobrik. I would be surprised if they got more than $25, 30000000 million. I would mm-hmm. be very surprised. Who is the richest e-commerce guy? Right. Jim Shark. Who's the richest stock trader? Dude. Stock trader. Whoa. You know, so I, I knew this in 2017, but it's been, it's like, it's, a, it's been a toxic relationship. It's with a hot girl. Sex is perfect. So hey. You stay, but her personality <laughs> sucks. Yeah. So with YouTube, the money is so good. So it's kept me around. But every day, every night I go to bed, I'm like, I'm not supposed to be dating this chick, this, this, this YouTube thing, you know? So, um, I'm I'm at I'm at a point right now where I've saved enough money so I can afford to make the wrong choice by yes. quitting social media and be okay for a few for a few years. Um, so I'm I, I got the itch is very strong, man. So I think um, I think I'm gonna make the move and just just fucking try it. Yeah, I watched the Joe Rogan podcast on that. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but he was a huge guy in Silicon Valley, deep in the ass, making tons of money, and. Um, he is now like a master in just happiness, make, bringing people happiness and, and fulfillment, key, fulfillment. And he goes, when people come to me and they ask, how can I be happy? How can I be fulfilled? How can I find my calling more like it? He goes, well, first, let's get you rich first. Then you have the monetary and time freedom to really go deep into yourself and discover who you are. It's really interesting. We talked about this earlier where I was like, yeah, like actually uh, earlier this year, I don't know if you remember, but. I was like, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on econ. Like, I really like doing YouTube. Like, I've been doing YouTube forever. I want to start doing like more vlog type pranks. And you're like, yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on YouTube. I've been doing YouTube forever, but I really am interested in doing more like econ stuff. And it's like we're kind of like 
being each other at like a crossing path like that. And, um, but would you say money's your main motivator? What's the main motivator? It has been. It has been. I've always heard that stupid cliche saying, oh, choose happiness. And I've always thought it was stupid. But now I'm realizing it's not stupid. It's, it's the truth. I realized that when I went back to fucking St. Louis and I was looking at all these people being like, you know, well, like Warren Buffett, you know, lives in the same house, even though he's a billionaire. And that's great for him. But environment is everything I've learned. Environment is everything like we're out here in this beautiful, beautiful house right now doing this podcast. Would this podcast have the same energy, the same vibe, everything if it was like a one like a studio in Koreatown or something like that? <laughs> you know what's funny? That was my last place. Really? That that's where I started. Yeah. That's where I started. Five of us in a studio in Koreatown on Normandy and Wilshire. Oh shit. You know where that is? Like there's probably like six different families who lived on the street on our block. We saw I saw two people get I saw this gas station get robbed with ak-47s we, gas stations yeah gas. no not the gas station the uh the corner store i was walking to it seven cop cars like and we didn't have enough money to even take ubers we were taking the metro dude and it, only riding skateboards so many sketchy things but that just made me love la so much more i'm like every time i leave my every time i leave this shitty apartment it's a fucking movie adventure it's an adventure yeah yeah like a rock by ak-47 exactly i don't know a, a bloody homeless man might enter enter the uh the bus and start fighting us like that happened like that sounds exaggerated to some of the viewers watching but that man. is literally la like you go out and you see fucked up shit happening all day i saw some normal lady get dragged by a homeless lady the normal lady was on drugs the homeless lady was sober and she ended up beating the shit out of this because this this normal looking lady this is why you shouldn't ju judge books by the cover i guess was acting a dick dude she was like sitting on the pickup window and the homeless lady's like get the fuck off the pickup window i'm waiting for my food She's like no i'm not going anywhere they, you saw this happen this is yesterday in venice and then uh the homeless crew came over they they like took her off they dragged her the cops came they're like and eh, we got better things to deal with so the cops came they said i'm about to beat this bitch's ass that's right come here bitch and she takes her wooden stick uh she drops it the regular looking lady but the one on drugs picks it up and hits her big mistake that homeless lady rips that stick back and starts smacking her cracking her ribs probably in half the other guy comes over i'm not the type of person to videotape something like this but they're world they, yeah, that's what they're saying yeah there's multiple people videotaping it so i'm sure if i you go on snap map they'll probably be on there or something but they dragged her on the concrete dew on her bare skin like it was really bad and then at the end of the day she finally started uh, walking away but she stole like the pizza slices for $1.99 sign like on the way out. So I was like, damn, you really never know what you're going to see out here. But it's like, I have a, I don't know about you, but I have a love hate relationship with Los Angeles and just Southern, mainly Los Angeles. I hate that. I love it. Yeah. It's very high vibration energy, which is what you need to be around to be successful as an entrepreneur. Cause it's constant growth and people in a rush to get to the next meeting. But it can also be bad because if you're if you're naturally a little stressed, being around that can make your stress even worse. So that's the way I deal with it is I travel. So I'll yeah. stay here, I'll work and deal with the the, the homeless people fighting and traffic and the, the, the all the fuckery that comes with living in L.A. But then I'll travel to some chill place for ten days. Like I'm I'm leaving Monday, two days to Colombia to wow. just clear my head for ten days. No bullshit, no craziness, no work. Yeah, just. No expectations, no plan. Just show up in nature and just figure it out. When I moved to LA 
two weeks in, I took my first vacation, dude. I was out of here. I'm like, I need to get out of here. There's just so many people. I was, that's what I said when I came here. I was like, dude, I try to make a U-turn. I'm not making that U-turn because cars will not start coming. So last time you lived here, that was your first time living here. That was my fourth time living here. Oh, because you used to do Uber here, huh? I first moved here, I worked at La Scala in Beverly Hills when I was living in Koreatown because my friend's mom paid for some studio and they got scammed pretty bad. They're paying like 3500 a month for this studio. No AC, no heat, nothing. It was like horrible. But I would take the metro there every day and back. But I loved it. Loved it so much. Just in La Scala, oh, Jay Leno's here, all this stuff. And then I went back to college. One day in college, I dropped out, worked as a busser for two years, came back. Um, as an Uber driver, drove Uber for three months. Right before November, I'm like, uh, something happened with my rent, Airbnb. It's a long story, but I started my dropshipping store. On the drive back home, started making money. Started making money. Never had to make a uh, job again. Came back five months later, and my whole idea. This is when I really under- started really understanding that who I thought I was is not who I am. I was like, my whole life, I'm like, I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I just want to make enough money and then have the money be automated so I could do whatever all day. I did that with my dropshipping store. I move out here in April. I get uh, a room in Marina Del Rey. I go to the beach every single day, all day long. I'm just chilling. I'm making $30,000 a month at this point. And all I'm doing is just at the beach smoking weed, dude, all day long. I'll hit the gym. Go home and I could like literally bike to the beach. I did that every day and I go, you know what? I know I'm making this amount of money. This is leading to a very unfulfilled life. I don't, I need to find a direction essentially. Cause at the time I wasn't doing, uh, Seattle. Are you talking about when I like, oh yeah, Seattle. Yeah. But that was back in April. That This was April, 2018. And then, um, a year and a half later after that, I moved back and then went to Seattle I went on many trips. Like I would just like go to Colorado. I love Colorado. Have you been there? I don't think so, man. But I've heard crazy good things. Oh, you would love it. Yeah, I'm I home. love traveling too, man. Road trips, especially. Mm-hmm. The drive, my mind is so clear. The best ideas I've had have been doing traveling. Same. It's um, I think it's only because my mind is cleared. But something else also happens that I can't really describe. I think it's. It's like if, if, if my future was like a puzzle and my past and what I've done has been like some parts of the puzzle that are appearing in there. Whenever I travel, it's like a boost. I get a few more puzzle pieces pop. Yeah. Like it completes me in a way. I bring back this additional part of me. It's so hard to explain it, man. But every time I've traveled, I've came back a better, bigger, more comp- completed person. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess it's just being exposed to different environments, cultures, food, lifestyle. And it just triggers that one thing you needed. Cause you think you know life, you think you know what makes you happy, what you want. And then you go to, to Thailand where they got no money and you're like, is, is money my happiness? Cause yeah. people here are happy, but they got no fucking money. They're walking around with no shoes on. Yeah. But they're happy. Your fears and what you, what you like and what makes you happy, you know? Yeah. And it kind of makes you touch base with your real self mm-hmm. before it learned that the good old baby you were that was just happy period yeah. you know so. tapping into that inner child yeah yeah and that's what i try to keep some people like to say oh you're immature for acting 
I don't know, man. At the end of the day, yeah, I'm also a millionaire. Exactly. So clearly, something's working. Yeah, I was on Twitter, <laughs> which Twitter is the worst social media in the world. I saw Elon Musk say that, like, he that. he made that tweet. Do you see the responses? No. It was just like from all these people saying like you're an immature. Like, aren't you supposed to be a businessman? All this, all these people are talking to. Now. probably work at walmart go where yeah work out or they have like a like a sales job selling solar or something and and they like yes and this is this is my theory behind most hate that people send celebrities when they do something weird or something like that but yes this is my time to feel superior i felt inferior to this person my whole life this is the time when i can feel superior you are an I immature mistake, asshole yeah. yes and now they're on their high horse when really the reality is they're just envious exactly and he has the the luxury of truly being able to be whoever he wants what what kind of billionaire ceo would go on joe rogan and smoke weed but he knows what he's doing dude tesla doesn't advertise elon musk himself is the main attractor to that brand and i'm i saw that the guy is an absolute genius man mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know i don't i don't know i, I want to go inside his mind and think from his perspective really? have you seen how he talks and how, yeah. he, how his eyes move yeah. Like, I, when, you know, when you think you look around for a little bit and you can kind of come back, I've literally paid attention to his body language more than his actual voice. Because when you listen to him, you get distracted. You don't pay attention to the body movements. Mm -hmm. But when the way, when he when he's really thinking about deep shit right before he says some crazy deep sentence, you look at his eyes, they're like a fucking computer. It's like, you literally see his eyeballs move. Yeah. It's scary, man. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, well, what I, what I think, it's like, fucking the craziest thing he says that people are like wow this guy is so visionary you should read his biography his yeah it, he it's not an autobiography so he didn't write it but it was by this guy named leslie and uh it's funny the book starts off with um elon musk like asks his assistant to get him cookies and uh, cookies and cream ice cream cone and then he gets the cone and the guy's like and here i am watching elon musk with ice cream all over his face, talk about how he's gonna conquer the world with electric cars and how he's gonna save the world from climate change by having all this solar stuff. And meanwhile, he's just like has ice cream like all over his face. That's that's a guy who's that's probably the most successful person I know who's really stayed true to himself. Like, I've never had one inclination of like, oh, this guy's acting out of character. That Elon you see is the truest form of Elon that he's probably ever been at, and he continues to be at. I do feel that. I do feel that when I watch him speak as well. Authenticity, man. At the end of the day, authenticity is going to be the main attributor in such a in a world full of so many fake people, so many people trying to be like everybody else, especially in a city like this. What's actually making people stand out now is the people who are themselves completely. Like, do you know that one kid on YouTube, the food reviewer, who always wears that suit and has the red hair slicked back, and he's like this pale ass kid. You never seen that? He's like really weird, but he's getting millions of views just eating French fries or like going and eating the new Travis Scott burger. Weirdness, I don't know. There, it's very. It's like I say, it's one thing to be funny and it's another thing to act funny. It's one thing to be weird and it's one thing to act weird. And you can tell that with that word act, people can tell unless you're a really good actor. So the sun's going down. I, I, ha I have no clue how far we're in. We're having a good one. So we're about an hour and 20 into this podcast. 
not bad. So is there anything you want to, you want to say to the people? Um, well, if, if you have watched this far, then something we said has, has triggered an emotion in you, right? Most people don't watch shit for an hour and 20. They, mm -hmm. Maybe you have to five, 10 minutes to play Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Booty. Call of Booty. So whatever, whatever we said that really, you know, touched, touched, touched you, made you think, um, just keep in mind things that are said here at the end of the day are just words. At the end of the day, you have the key to whatever it is you want to achieve, right? Like I've, I watched some motivational stuff when I started, but that's not why I'm successful. It's because I made the moves. Yes. So whether it's e-com you're doing or, or stock trading, or you're an artist that just randomly found this video, or you want to be a YouTuber, whatever it is, either you make it happen or you'll be 50 years old and look back at your youth at the times where you thought about starting and didn't and hate yourself. You can't, you know, you'll never be as long, young, smart and a quick learner as you are right now. It's, it's never a better time than right now. So either you start it or you're going to be another average person living an average life and hating yourself for it. So whatever it is, make the move. Justification will be the death of all your dreams. Full accountability will make them flourish. Like if you take full accountability with every action you do, yeah. you don't blame somebody else for this. You're not, you take it all out of your head, full accountability for everything. Dude. And when you hit that with those highs again, they, they feel that much better because you know that's full accountability for the highs when most people don't want to take any accountability for the lows oh this happened on my business partner nope just take full accountability move on i like that i like that a lot boom <laughs> all right well this was simplified podcast thank you so much human